opening season three of Fresh Out the Cocoon, where we are bigger and blacker. Um, that is going to be the theme for uh, this year's season. And I am excited, overjoyed, happy to have with me uh, someone who is a part of our community who has been on her grind here for the past couple of years, making sure that she is bringing fashion and affordability to individuals um, online and also in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm pleased and excited to introduce Miss Adrienne Ray of Curve Conscious. So welcome, Adrienne. Hi, thank you, thank you. And I yes. must say that I um, truly love this season's um, title, Bigger and Blacker. I feel <laughs> that was my theme actually around the holidays. That was like my Instagram post, my last, Instagram post on my personal page because I barely get on my personal page anymore um, was bigger and blacker and I'm feeling that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm glad that we are on the same wavelength when I was exactly. thinking about like, you know, what, what could this season stand for, you know, as I'm going into the new year, thinking about, you know, where I want to be and the goals that I want to set and make for Fresh Out the Cocoon. I was like, man, this year, let's do it bigger let's do it blacker, more in your face type, you know, type attitude and, and really taking up space and being unapologetic about it. Um, and so I am super excited to have you as the first guest on season three, um, because you are doing, <laughs> you are doing it. Okay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> looking, looking at your Instagram, looking at Facebook, I was just so intrigued and so inspired. And so Without taking up too much time, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you so much, Joy. Um, I'm really happy to be here talking to you today. So a little bit about myself. My name is Adrienne Ray, and I am the owner of Curve Conscious. So I will start with a little bit of background. Um, I've lived in the Philadelphia area for about 20 years now. I graduated from Temple University, Go Owls, in what feels like <laughs> a long time ago, but I guess about 15 years ago now. So I love the city. I've basically, um, you know, worked in the city. I've worked outside the city. I currently live just outside of the city. So Philadelphia is near and dear to my heart. So I've always kind of just felt like, you know, being around folks that live here that um, have I guess sort of made this their home like I had like I did you know I just feel a connection with the city and people in and around it so yeah so Curve Conscious opened almost three years ago I'm turning three in June of 2019 Yay. which <laughs> I know it's it's like really exciting but I cannot believe how time flies mm -hmm. uh, when you're running a business <laughs> And I will say my background is in advertising. So I did graduate Temple with a degree in journalism, public relations and advertising. And I worked for over 10 years as an advertising copywriter. And if you're wondering what the heck that is, that's basically the person who comes up with um, a lot of the marketing language, copy, things that you see in ads, things that you read um, in the mail, you know, that you hear on radio. I was someone who did that. I worked for Bank of America for many of those years. 
and I also worked for private companies and worked on brands such as uh, Mars Chocolate, who owns like Snickers, Twix, M&Ms, and many, many other. So it was you. You was the one who's writing taglines. Sometimes, sometimes, yes. Had us buying up the Snickers, buying up the M&Ms, spending our money. You, that's you. That's you. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, there's definitely, I mean, that, you know, that brand is is a huge brand. So there's definitely a lot of people that, that play the part. But yeah, I did. I did that. I did that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and going from there, I kind of, when I went back to, to corporate, um, working for Bank of America, after a couple of years, I was just kind of like, I do not want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I was very disenchanted with it and just feeling like, you know, I was in a bit of a rut and kind of seeing like what my part was in, you know, the the larger like advertising world and just trying to like, you know, influence people to do things that they may or may not um, want to do or buy things that they may or may not want to buy. It just kind of took its toll. So I was like, okay, so where do I go from here? You know, do I change careers? Do I start over, go back to school? Um, I had sort of, I don't know. <laughs> it took me a while to kind of answer those questions, figure out what I wanted to do. And yeah, around 2015, I decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur and start my own business. But that doesn't mean that I knew what kind of business I wanted to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, so I talked to several entrepreneur friends of mine. And the thing that stuck out to me was one that said, you know, whatever it is, it has to be something that you are passionate about because you are going to be putting your blood, sweat, and tears into this, your time, all of your energy. And so it needs to be something that you care about. And so that kind of made me step back and have to take a look at the things in my life and, you know, where I could fulfill a need, not just for myself, but for others. And that was definitely an important part of, you know, creating a business is that I wanted to be able to help others. Yeah. And so it kind of came down to, damn, a girl is fat and cannot find fresh thrifted clothes. That's what it came down to. And when I was considering starting this business, um, I realized that, you know, I wouldn't be the only person or I wasn't the only person who struggled as um, someone in a larger body to find like fresh thrifted clothes. (laughs) So, you know, I was like, okay, this is something that would only be, you know, a, a positive and plus for me in my life, but I'm sure several others, you know? So I definitely wanted my business to just um, help others fulfill a need and fill a void. And man, oh man, like, you know, when I started doing research, um, I, I went out to so many thrift and consignment stores in in Philly and around the city, in other cities, just to do research. And I found that, you know, most of them did not carry plus size clothes. If they did, it was like one single rack or, you know, a lot of them, including some of the more popular ones in Philadelphia, stop, have like a hard stop, you know, at like extra large, size 14, maybe a couple of 16s. So yeah, I was like, okay, like, <laughs> I want to be cute. I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of other, you know, 
big girls that want to be cute too. Where do we go? Where do we go? Like, how, you know, what do we do? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I got to start curve conscious. Awesome. I mean, like that is such an awesome backstory. And so, I mean, I'm just wondering, cause you kind of talked a little bit about your journey, how you came to this, how, how you came to this place. And I'm wondering was like, you know, like body acceptance. Cause I mean, I think it's a, a pretty courageous thing, not just like a, you know, not just an opportunity, but also it takes courage to kind of put yourself in a niche or in a space, particularly with like identities that tend to be stigmatized. So Mm. I'm just wondering if you had a certain background, like, did you grow up, I guess, understanding the plight of what it was like to be, um, to be in a fat body or you hung around people who would explain or express those things to you? Like, what is your kind of, what's your connection to Curve Conscious? Yeah, great question. Um, so I would say that as like a, a young person who was, you know, more chubby or, you know, going through middle school and high school that, you know, I, I went through many different challenges um, in terms of trying to find clothes, right? So after getting into elementary school and going into middle school is probably when I started to become a little chunkier. And Mm -hmm. so the struggle to find clothes became harder. My mom used to order all of my school clothes out of JCPenney catalog. And then there came a point where it was like, okay, you know, your sizes are no longer available in these like kids you know, sizes. And I would say probably around eighth grade, ninth grade, I just struggled to find clothes that like fit and look and still look, you know, hip for (laughs) junior high. Um, So I started wearing men's clothes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I went, I definitely went through at least two, two years of wearing like straight up men's clothes. So I would have my mom take me to the outlets and I would shop like Tommy Hilfiger, man, you know, Van Heusen, Hugo Boss, and I wore like men's clothing and that was, it was like fine with me, you know, they were ultra baggy and this is like late nineties anyway. So ultra baggy mm-hmm. was a thing and I could hide my body in, in these, in these big clothes and, and feel okay with it, you know? Um, and then when I started to get into high school, um, I'll never forget that the store that really kind of made an impression on me in terms of, or just feeling like I was finally accepted was actually Old Navy. (laughs) And when my mall, the mall where I, um, near where I grew up, opened an Old Navy store, I was like, what? You know, (laughs) I could find, I could find, you know, jeans or shirts or, and back in that day, the the hottest thing was either the Old Navy or the Gap pullover. And I could, like, find one that, like, my slim friends, my thinner friends could fit, you know. So we could basically wear matching outfits because I wore, you know, 14, 16 in Old Navy. And they were wearing, you know, a four or six. And so that was, like, magical to me. It made me feel like I could fit in and not struggle as much. But I will say that I that I probably had a lot of body issues as a as a young person, you know, worried about my breast size, um, worried about my arms. I was a cheerleader in high school, and my I, my body could not 
fit into the cheer outfits at, at, at a certain point, you know, and, and, or I had like stretch marks on my arms and I was, I did never wanted to wear, um, the, the cheer outfit that had to have our arms out there called shells, like a vest shell vest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my mom went up to the school and talked to the cheer director and was like, listen, <laughs> my kid doesn't want to have her arms out. Like she needs to be allowed to wear a turtleneck underneath this outfit. And that's that. And, mm -hmm. and that's what they did. <laughs> they allow me to like adjust the uniform for comfort, you know? And so that was cool. And it was like cool that my mom like stepped up and, and stood up for me um, mm -hmm. because because cheering was a passion, dancing was a passion. Um, I was also on the dance team. And so I didn't let necessarily let my body size limit me in activity or anything like that. It was just, it seemed like it was the clothes and the sizing that was limited. And man, and we're still kind of in that place. This is yeah. you know, 20 years ago. And we're still in that place where there's a lot of, a lot of designers now we're talking um that limit their their um clothing kind of makes me think about being a cheerleader again or being in dance company and the the leotard that i have to wear only goes up to like a large and i needed extra large or 2x you know so yeah it's there's still struggles out there but, you know, as I got older and, and connected, especially through college with, you know, one of my best friends who is plus size and I met her my freshman year orientation and sis was together, cute. I mean, her hair was did, nails did, like her outfit, she was greased up from head to toe. Like she, and she's still like this to this day, like, I'm big, but you're not about to talk about nothing, not a hair out of place, not, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I remember just looking at her in awe, like this girl, and, and she was dark skin, she's dark skin. And I was just like, she is just stepping out in the world, like fierce, like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, I'm cute. I don't care what you think, you know. And I remember asking her about that, like, you know, because I had such insecurity around certain parts of my body. Like I said, my arms were one of them, um, you know, thighs sometimes. And when sis came out with the camisole on and some shorts, I was like, whoa, like, we doing this? You're like, you're going out, you know? And she was like, girl, it's hot. <laughs> you know, this was like August, uh -huh. <laughs> August in Philly. You know, she's like, it's hot. Yeah, I'm going out in a camisole. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and um, that really, like, opened my eyes. You know, we were eight. I was 18 at the time. So still fairly young. And, you know, being around different people with different perspectives um, helped shape mine. You know, I still struggle from time to time about it. But I'm, I've more come to terms with it. Like, this is my body. You know, if I don't love it and take care of it, then... It'll be, you know, a hot mess. I don't want it to be a hot mess. <laughs> no, I don't want it to be a hot mess either. Um, but I think it's awesome. I mean, I think it's awesome, like, listening to your story that you have kind of become the change that you needed mm -hmm. back then, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, 
And I just find that to be like so inspiring because a lot of our backstories kind of inspire us to the place where we are now, where we're able to actually do something about it so that the next generation, the people who are behind us or the people who are in our present don't have to live under the same restrictions that we have. Mm-hmm. And so kind of building off of those things, because you kind of talked about your background and you talked about coming to this idea um, of Curve Conscious. I want to talk a little bit about the name, right? Because I oh, cool. think that this name, like, I think the name is awesome. Uh, so I'm just wondering, like, how did you come up with, like, the concept um, when you were thinking about, okay, you're going to make this shop, right? It's going to be a consignment shop. Like mm-hmm. how how did you how did you arrive at the name Curve Conscious? <laughs> this is a this is a um, question that I've gotten um, asked a few times recently. So that's kind of cool to take me back to that place. Uh, so I so what I did was I kind of took out a notepad and wrote down like just a bunch of words that came to mind. So I knew that this was going to be you know. A store, so, uh, excuse me, a store solely for plus size folks, right? But also a resale store, so it's everything in there is secondhand. But I didn't want, I did not want the name to reflect that. You know, most again, most of the resale shops and thrift shops that you have heard of and consignment stores, kind of they they kind of the names kind of kind of speak for itself you know it's second time around it's things like that and i what i did not want was this stigma that sometimes is associated with secondhand to follow my shop <laughs> so therefore the name needed to be able to kind of give you a message but that was not so direct Mm-hmm. So, you know, the curve part of it, it should be obvious, right? This is probably for people that have curvy shapes or, or, and, or are plus size. And then the conscious part of it is, again, thinking about what, you know, what secondhand is, what thrifting is, what um, sustainability is um, in terms of fashion um, you know, the fashion industry is the number one like polluter in the world. And the fact that, again, plus size folks have been literally shut out of that, of being mm-hmm. able to sell their sell their gently used clothes and get something for it. I wanted that the conscious part to sort of speak to that. And then together, it kind of as in curve conscious, that kind of talk is like a, a, a theme for people of size just being aware of that and understanding that that does not mean that they are less than. It doesn't mean that their um, body isn't beautiful. And it does not mean that they do not deserve to have stylish clothes at affordable prices. So, and I just love alliteration. <laughs> so the sound of the curve conscious, like, I was like, this is it. You know, I definitely went through dozens of other, um, <laughs> dozens of other names. A friend of mine, my uh, an old coworker of mine, like she helped me come up with other terms and words and things like that. And, um, and when it, you know, probably just came to me and I wrote it mm-hmm. down. I still have the, I still have the notebook where I wrote, had, you know, wrote everything down and I had 
her conscious on there. And I think that was like, that's it. That is it. <laughs> I mean, no, I think it's like, it's definitely an awesome name. I, when I seen it, I was like, what? Like, what is this? Like, it makes you want to inquire. Mm -hmm. And once I inquired, I was not disappointed. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like, as a matter of fact, we should probably talk about this because like there is like you have a good amount of buzz online, your social mm -hmm. media pages. And we kind of talked about this in the beginning when I was just, you know, we were having a conversation about how, you know, you put these outfits together and then you be showing them off online and then people be bitten on them. And I was <laughs> like, I was losing the bids because like, you you know, you got to move quick. Yeah. You got to move quick. I mean, there was some, there was some winter coats that I saw. I was like, oh yes, I'm about to, and went to go hit the comment box and somebody else is like, I want the brown one. I want the red one. I was like, well, dad. Well, dad. So tell us, I mean, I know your background is in advertising and all of those things, but mm -hmm. tell us a little bit. I mean, how is that like handling that buzz? And maybe you can talk about it from um, the perspective of like, you know, realizing that this is definitely something that the plus size community needs and you're filling a gap, but then mm -hmm. also maybe also from a management perspective of, you know, kind of holding stuff down in in these new like social media spaces for entrepreneurs who, you know, are kind of going into this area and running their businesses? Sure. So I think that, you know, I definitely, uh, when I first opened, I, I think that I definitely stumbled a lot. I wanted sort of the brick and mortar store to thrive and kind of live on as itself, like, you know, as a self-sustaining, like, <laughs> entity, right? I thought mm -hmm. everyone is, is going to come to the store. Everyone's going to try on clothes, you know. And, man, I learned pretty quickly that people actually like to shop from wherever they are and that they like instant gratification um, and things like that. So very quickly had to learn that, yeah, my Instagram is like a shoppable thing. That's what people wanted. Um, and so when I would post post um, outfits that I put together or style mannequins or, you know, customers or things like that, and I would post it, people would start asking me like, oh, is this available? Uh, is this for sale? Is this still for sale? Like what's the size? So I was getting all these questions and I was like, well, how do I manage this, right? Like, how do I manage that? I mean, of course, you just respond to people. But also, I was seeing this trend. And I was like, people are literally scrolling their feed, seeing something that they want. And I'm saying, oh, you got to come into the store. And so that was a turnoff for a lot of people. And so what I did was, first of all, realize that that, that, that was what was going on and then decided to monetize my social media. You're gonna be, I'm posting anyway. I might as well allow people to purchase items that they see <laughs> right now, you know? And so, and that goes for, you know, Facebook and Instagram are the two main platforms that I use. Um, I try to be active on them every day and that then increases my sales and also increases views and, you know, more people are starting to learn about the shop that way. 
so yeah, I think that once I got that idea and started allowing people, you know, I just will say, hey, I'll send you a PayPal invoice, pay the invoice. I can either ship it to you or you can pick it up at the store. And that really boosted things for me. I also started to do Facebook live sales. Maybe summer of 2017 was the first time that I did one and I had seen um, another shop do it. And now, you know, it's, it's all, all the rage. I mean, you back when, um, what is LuLaRoe and all that was hot. They, I mean, they would do Facebook live sales. You know, you could see one every day on your feed. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is also something that seems pretty interesting and cool. And I'm going to give that a shot. And people just gravitated toward it. And now it's to the point what I've done was not only am I authentic in my delivery, um, <laughs> I think that I have created a unique like buying experience. I'll say that again, a unique buying experience um, for women who have been, again, largely shut out from the fashion industry, from the secondhand resale industry. And so when I am encouraging my customers to buy this outfit because you're about to be cute, you're about to be snatched, you're going to look good, this is for you, this fits your aesthetic, you know, don't be afraid to try something different, you know, things like that. When I'm, when I'm giving an encouraging word about like why they should try this outfit, also it's reasonably priced. And so you're not going to break the bank to try something new and different. It builds trust. It builds loyalty. And then I also think that part of that is building a suspense, um, which I'm really good at. So you know, that's kind of teasing, you know, I tease out stuff like my Facebook live sales. I like to curate the looks, like all the pieces that I'm going to sell. Let's say I sell 50 pieces. These are 50 pieces, in my opinion, are going to be like the best of the best stuff. Right. And I like to say, you know, these are things that you've never seen. This is how I, this is how I sell. Like uh -huh. these items you've never seen. I've never posted this stuff. I've, it's not, it hasn't been on the floor in the store. And I literally will have customers come in. They know that I'm going to have a Facebook live sale on a Friday night and they'll come in Thursday to try to look around the store. Nope. Oh. <laughs> you know, and so that just builds the suspense. And now they got to log in to see what's, what's going to be on the live sale, you know? And mm. um, so, yeah, so now where you're joining in, Joy, is kind of like where I have loyal customers that are tuning in every time I do a live sale. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also encourage those fo folks to share the live feed and in, in onto their, um, you know, Facebook feed to let their friends join in and get new people involved. And perhaps that's a way that you've found out about the store. I know that there's been a lot of people who've found Curve Conscious through other people sharing. And that's, to me, an important part of like building the community, supporting the community is to invite, you know, others in like this isn't just it's not it's not like super exclusive to the point where I want people to feel left out. Like, you know, I'm very like, hey, oh, you just joined. This is your first time. Like, yes. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the family. Like, you know, this is the place where. We're going to, we're going to make you feel great about your, 
whatever you know about your your look your style i'll help you if you need help I'll, i'm here to answer any questions my shop is a safe safe space for many women um, who struggle with shopping in stores um, where you know they're often looked over and or you know the space is just super like straight size and you just kind of feel out of place so yeah so it's been you know a labor of love for me but also you know strategic I, I do think strategically and I definitely have much more in store as I continue to grow. Um, so look out for that stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and I should also add, when you join into these lives, you got to like, your fingers have to be trained. See, <laughs> you like your finger, like you got to come, like you got to have like that snap, that snap, like you got to type at least 90 words per minute, something that Something. enables you make sure that you have Wi-Fi and that it's not DSL yes, I... <laughs> because you're gonna get the you're gonna get stuff seven seconds, twelve seconds late, right. and then people gonna already have bought it up. So yep. you know it's not just. I mean, it's good to just show up and look. Please look. Please share the live. But if you want to play the game, okay, mm -hmm. you need the condition. Right. Make sure that you have, you know, make sure that you're working on build, building them, bending them fingers back and forth. The inner button, make sure that you know where it is, because yep. when I tell you people be on it like and, and I don't and I guess so you style you style all the looks, right? Yeah. So I am the head stylist. See? But, <laughs> but here's well, the yeah. thing. So when she okay, y'all, when when she take the pictures, and uh, and the clothes be out there, like there be some stuff that she be putting together, I'd be like, whoa, hold up, I never, I didn't think that that could work, uh, I didn't imagine yeah. it to be this way or that way. So it's not just like the fact that like it's this the you know it's not just that it's a consignment shop. Like no, nah, this is a whole like fashion type experience where you know you're being fitted like somebody has a look in mind and they are fashioning that in a way that like you got to get the whole thing like you got to get the whole set like you got to get the you yeah. got to get the coat the boots and the tights yeah. like it'd be like that whole ensemble and I'm just like what like blown away <laughs> wanting to buy stuff being outbid all of those things but like like you said it's like it's also strategic and i think like it is such an awesome concept to see and to know that like people were actually those little sneaky little shoppers trying to come in the day before to grab <laughs> stuff um, yeah but I think, you know but i think that that's awesome i think it speaks to the need in the community and also to the point that you are actually meeting that you know meeting that need Mm -hmm. So I definitely <laughs> think that that is like something that is great and wonderful. And I know you kind of, you, you trailed off a little bit when you say, you know, that there are more things in store, but I'm going to poke you a little bit and I'm sure. going to ask, you know, so like, yeah. So how do you see the future of Curve Conscious? Um, if you, if you, so, if you don't mind expanding on that a little. Not at all. I think for uh, the short term, I definitely am 
looking to expand by adding my e-commerce site. So I will be having an online store up and running soon. And this way, um, while you won't exactly be getting, uh, you know, styled looks and things like that, you will be able to shop pieces 24-7 online. And I will be offering shipping and in-store pickup for that as well. So essentially, you know, I, the, the, the wonderful thing about uh, having a secondhand store, resale store, is that new stuff comes in all the time. So if you are disappointed or upset that you missed out on something that I posted um, because someone grabbed it up first, there's always something coming later. <laughs> mm -hmm. There'll always be something new that comes in and out. And that is kind of like where I get what I get excited about, too. Um, yeah, so the online store will be coming uh, very, very soon, hopefully within the next few weeks. And I am also, right before um, we started our discussion today, I was in the process of creating a private Facebook group. And that's where I'll be offering sort of joy, like like exactly what you were just explaining about how people, how I like put together a look and then people, you know, essentially want to buy buy the whole look because perhaps they hadn't thought about styling a couple of pieces together the way that I did or something like that. So now in this private Facebook group, you will be able to buy looks as a whole package. So if you run over to my Facebook page, Curve Conscious, and like the page, um, very soon that group will be available via the Facebook page. And so that is going to be similar to, you know, other subscription box services. You will be able to basically pay a flat rate for all of the items that are in the picture that I've posted and put together um, with like the exception of being able to swap out at least one item, you know, for either size reasons or style reasons. So I'm literally putting that together right now. Um, <laughs> So that is coming very, very soon. And I think for the bigger picture for long-term Curve Conscious, what I would love to see is an expansion of, you know, not only, I mean, it, it will always be plus size, but, you know, there have been people who have asked me about um, including maternity clothes, including men's clothes or more androgynous styles including even things as something you might not even think about, but like even offering like plus size scrubs, you know, uh, mm -hmm. things like that. So I would love to see Curve Conscious sort of become like this split level shop. I still would always want a brick and mortar store, but yeah, like have, you know, have it, you know, women's up the up top, men's down in the bottom, and just, you know, a full staff and even to the point where, you know, I just don't need to be there on a day to day basis managing it. Um, I would love to have a team of managers, a team, a staff, full staff and really like be a small business in Philadelphia that, you know, supports the community, continues to hire, you know, folks, I, a, a job creator, essentially. I am very soon going to be having my first employee ever. Right. Uh, so I'm very super excited. Yeah. So, you know, it starts out small. Um, it has literally just been me with, you know, help from 
lots of, you know, friends of the store, family here and there, but for the most part, you know, 99% of it is, is all me. And so, yeah, so having, you know, starting out with just a small, a small staff of one team member, I think will help even, you know, blow this thing out even more. You know, I'm trying to really, 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 uh, get into get into folks lives a little bit and you know be a I, I today i think about i just think about the customers who have literally been with me from the beginning again i'm going on year three and i just truly appreciate those what i would consider long-term customers but i am still on a daily basis daily basis getting people either calling me or coming into the store who had never heard of it and it was, and it's their first time. So I welcome all of that as well. Awesome. Okay. All right. And so kind of winding up here, cause we're running out of time a little bit. I kind of want to put you on the spot a Uh-oh. little bit <laughs> and ask, um, I typically do this with, um, I did this last year and I think that it went over very well. Um, And so I kind of give an opportunity for those that I interview to kind of speak to their audience, their demographics. So we're talking about in this case, plus size consumers, Mm -hmm. plus size entrepreneurs. If there be any piece of advice, any, you know, any word, any affirmation, any encouragement that you could give something that they could take away from them, they could remind themselves of, what would it be? It would be to not give up. Uh, Don't give up on yourself, your dream, but dig in even deeper. When you are feeling like, you know, perhaps all hope is lost, go even further. There are people who love and support you who may not understand you, (laughs) but take that support and try to flourish as much as you can. Also realize that when you feel like all hope is lost, there is other, there are other people who have been there before. Seek those people out, get advice, talk to as many business owners as you can. It doesn't matter what type of business. It can be in the same area of interest that you have or completely different. But what I've found personally is that the more that I talk to business owners and the more that we are truthful and honest with where we are in our you know, entrepreneur life, the more I actually find connections with people. Because when we're honest and authentic, there's there's nothing like that sort of connection that you can make with someone else. Also, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know. There are a ton of resources out there available. Seek those out, tons of free resources, I might add. So yeah, so, you know, this is not, easy. Uh, (laughs) This is not easy. All right. Thank you so much for that. And I just want to thank you, Adrian, for being on the show. I thank you for taking your time, for talking to me, for talking to my audience, who hopefully will become our audience. And I will see, you know, people listening to the podcast as much as you will see an increase in people, um, spending money at your shop. 
Let's do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> so before we go ahead and go, just tell everybody where they can find you. Awesome. So you can find me first online at Curve Conscious on Instagram and Curve Conscious on Facebook. And my shop is located in Brewery Town at 2719 West Gerard Avenue. It's about a mile from the zoo. So you can take the zoo exit off of 76. And I think for now, that's it. You can find me on my website when I launch my online store at curveconsciousphilly.com. Curveconsciousphilly.com. All right. Yay. So excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is such an awesome way to kick off season three. The spring is getting ready to come. We all need new clothes. Some of us are going to be looking for them Easter outfits. And I'm just <laughs> saying that Curve Conscious is a, is, is a great place to spend your money. It's an awesome place. And for an awesome cause. And I just want to thank you again, Adrian, for being on the show. Y'all already know, if y'all don't know by now, where to find me, find my links. It's fresh out the cocoon. Everything is fresh out the cocoon, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then there's freshoutthecocoon.com, which is the website where you can find everything. And so y'all, we're doing this bigger and blacker, but as always, be you and stay fresh. Oh, yeah.